Hi guys. Today I am here with Jody Watkins. I am really excited to have her on the podcast. Jody, do you want to go ahead and give your give my audience a little bit of an introduction about yourself? Hi everyone. First off, thank you for having me here. I really appreciate it. Um, appreciate your time. Uh, I, you know, appreciate you allowing me to come on here and just share a little bit that can help your audience as well. Um, yeah. My name is Jody Watkins. I grew up in a small town called Fernandina Beach, Florida. I live in Jacksonville, Florida right now, which is right north of there. Um, or I'm sorry, right south of there. But my upbringing was uh, a little chaotic. <laughs> uh, and I found that a lot of people can relate to it. So I do speak on it freely now. Uh, when I was three, my dad left. Um, it was just my mom and I. And she remarried when I was six. But she remarried to someone who was very violent. Um, he had a lot of mental health issues. And so that was my life. And um, I just thought that was normal, you know, so that's why I was, we were kind of chatting before we started this. And, you know, that's kind of one of the things where I was just like, oh, this, uh, this is normal life, right? This is what everybody deals with. Um, and then come to find out it wasn't what everybody dealt with. Um, mm -hmm. So that was a little bit of my upbringing uh, that never went away. I became homeless uh, at the age of 16. I was a junior in high school and uh, I ended up staying with a bunch of people through that year so I could finish high school. Um, after I graduated high school, I was basically living out of my car and I had a good friend. Uh, we grew up together. She was three years, she's still three years older than me. Uh, I call her my sister. She's my big sister. I'm an only child. So my family's my family, but she looked out for me. So that made her my big sister. She uh, invited me to come down to Gainesville, Florida. So I ended up moving down there, went to school, uh, played basketball at the time, and I uh, got into sport and exercise science, which is, it's funny because of all the years of doing something else, I ended up coming full circle back <laughs> to where I was. Um, so yeah, so that was a little bit of the start. I ended up in the military uh, after I graduated and uh, just kind of went from there. So Awesome. Yeah. Um. Well, thank you for sharing that story. It's it's kind of crazy how when you're a child and you're living your experience, you don't know anything different, right? So it's just that's that's normal for you. And then you yeah. grow up and you start to see what's going on in other people's lives and you're like, oh, like maybe that wasn't normal. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I never really had, and I I found that a lot of especially women can relate to this. Um, it's when you don't really have that man figure that you can kind of look up to, you don't really know what you need to look for later on, mm. you know? So it's, uh, there's a thing where we kind of tend to settle, right? And and we don't really know how to, um, I self-sabotaged a lot or I just was like, oh, well, wait, you're you're too good. I, I uh-uh, <laughs> right? Like, I don't, I'm scared of that, <laughs> right? Um, you're like, so you're then, too good, so now there's red flags. <laughs> yeah, yes, and, but I found, I found that that's actually pretty common. Um, mm -hmm. So the more that I talk about these things, I, you know, I have people message me and reach out and I have a community where everything's anonymous so people can come in and, you know, share their dirt if they want to. Um, and we kind of engage and support each other that way. But um, yeah, I've just, I've found that, um, you know, when I went through, I went through a therapy called EMDR back in, it was two years ago and uh, 2021. So I went through that and in that we kind of went totally back to the past and I'd never done a deep dive like that. And, and, you know, I tell people, I'm like, that was probably one of the hardest things that I've done. And I've done some really hard stuff in my life. <laughs> 
but going back, I mean, I was 43 at the time. My trauma started at three, 40 years. Right. And it just, it just kept going. It just, um, so I ended up getting diagnosed with complex PTSD, which is basically when the events just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not diagnosed very often, but it's something that a lot of us deal with. And like I said, the more I started sharing it, the more I found out that I wasn't alone. And now everybody else knows that they're not alone. So I love that. Yeah, it's a good feeling to know you're not alone. I love that you brought up the EMDR. I've been so intrigued by that. My husband did that um, before we met, which I think is probably the only reason that we're able to be together is because he was able to go like, you know, process a lot of the things that had happened to him and figure out why he was the way that he was. And I'm like, I feel like I need that. (laughs) I honestly, I think we all do. Um, Yeah. You know, and, and I talk to people all the time and I'm just like, you know, if you need somebody, I, I will say like that, it was one of the hardest things that I've done. Um, and depending on the amount of trauma and the depth of the trauma, um, it can be very difficult for everybody around you too, when you're going through that. So the fact that you guys got married, I think after, right, that was probably beneficial for you. <laughs> um <laughs> Because I'm already married. I was already married. Uh, you know, our kid is, she's about 14 now. Um, so I was going through this stuff. They're there, right? Mm-hmm. So nobody else understood <laughs> really um, what was going on. And and I didn't understand it either. I had emotions that were coming out that I didn't even know how to explain. You know, yeah. you get so used to, you know, like, like I said earlier, suppressing, compartmentalizing, right? Like that was my life. And, and in the military trauma, more trauma happened. And and I still, that was just, that was how I lived. It was like, oh, you just keep going, suck it up, keep going. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just thought that was, you know, so my letting my emotions out was not an easy thing for me. I hid them very well. That was easier for me. Um, so as I was going through the EMDR, it's like, you know, these emotions are coming out. I, I cry for, ra- I like cry randomly now. <laughs> and, and it's like, <laughs> but it's freeing because yeah. now I don't have to care. And that's why I'm a business owner. Cause I don't want to work for anybody that's going to judge me because I don't want them to judge me and I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love Which that. Why I have this shirt on today. I'm not for everyone. Say, <laughs> I was going to say, she's wearing a shirt. This is, I'm not for everyone. And I love it. I was like, that is a perfect shirt. <laughs> I have another one that says, if you don't like me, that's your problem. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just, I've had to learn how to embrace this, you know, and, and I've never been one to really conform. Like I joke around when I was in the military, I I don't really know how I got through (laughs) except for I was really good at what I did and uh, I gained the respect of the people around me. And so uh, I think that's why I made it through, but I was never really one to conform. Um, I always kind of colored outside the lines. Um, and sometimes I think that's needed, you know? Yeah. And even, so then fast forward, you know, getting into health coaching and, you know, personal training, nutrition coaching, all the things that I'm, I've been doing now. And then the entrepreneur coaching that I do now, mostly mindset stuff. Um, it's been beneficial to that too to not conform because I tell people, I'm like, look, when you come to me, it's not going to be easy because I had to go through the hard stuff. And I know that the tough stuff is lasting. It's sustainable. It's, 
you know, I have tools that will last me for the rest of my life. My therapist, when, after we, you know, finished the EMDR, she said, you're always going to be dealing with these things. You're always going to have the anxiety. You're always going to have, she diagnosed me with chronic depression um, and the complex PTSD. She said, these are not things that are going to go away, but now you can embrace them. Yeah. Don't hide them. Don't feel like you have to hide them. And if you're around people that make you feel like that, go somewhere else. Yeah. And that's, that's been the game changer for me. When I go speak, I, I send out, I have a YouTube video that I send out and, and I want them to know, Hey, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get a real person. I'm not trying to be on some high horse. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm no, I'm not superwoman. <laughs> I promise I'm just as human as everybody else. Um, so I just, I love that I can do that now. And, you know, I'm 45 now. And the fact that I can finally do that in life, you know, and, and so when I have women around me that are either close to my age, even younger or even older, right. And maybe they haven't embraced that yet. I, you know, I just let them know like, Hey, there's going to be a point where you're going to need to cross over on this, you know, mm-hmm. because it can be debilitating. And that's what happened with me. I mean, I, I hit a really dark place where I just didn't even want to be here anymore. Mm. Yeah. And that's, I don't ever want to see anybody get to that place. So that's what yeah. everything that I do. That's what it's for. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful and so powerful. And I'm, <laughs> I, we need people like you, you know, to, to help other people on the journey and to not be afraid to speak out and just be who you are because I mean, authenticity is like seriously key for every part of life. You know, it's key for being able to not only connect with yourself and others, but I also think like one of the things that's missing in business, which is not as important as like, you know, just living and loving life, but like uh, for us as entrepreneurs, we love business, right? But one of the ways that I see a lot of people failing at business is they just try and like copy other people, especially in the health and wellness industry. And it's like, well, people are really seeking that true authenticity. And if like you might, like your shirt says, I'm not for everyone. Like you're gonna deter people who aren't your people, but that's great because you're gonna attract the people that are your people. And that's exactly what you want. Because you, like I have had clients that are not my people and it is not fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's not. Um, And I, so I've done that, what you were just talking about. You know, like I hired business coaches when I first got back to Jacksonville. When I first started my business, I was overseas and we were in a pretty small area. I was in Okinawa, Japan and, and word of mouth, you know, it just spreads, you know, and, and I was doing bodybuilding back then and stuff like that. So I was out there, you know, people knew who I was. And so, um, I never had a market anything. <laughs> it was yeah. just, I always had great people actually to work with. I mean, there was maybe it was few and far between every now and then that I would have people that we weren't, we didn't really mesh or whatever. Um, but when I got back to the States, you know, I was just a face in the crowd, uh, my business, you know, I have clients that, cause I don't, I don't take on clients forever. I try to teach them everything that I know. And then, Hey, keep going. Right. If you need me, you know, if you need me later on book a strategy call, we'll get on a strategy call or whatever, but I don't want people to have to rely on a coach. So I always just taught them everything. Um, you know, even my personal trainer clients, I taught them how to work the machines because I'm like, you know, if I'm not here, I still want you to be able to do this. Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So I just made sure I taught them everything. And so, but when I got back here, it was just like, okay, now what, you know, there's 50 million gyms. There's, you know, where do I fit in kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was kind of a struggle because 
I'm like, what is this marketing thing? I, I don't know how to do that. You know, like I posted videos on Instagram and I thought that was good enough, right? <laughs> it always was before. <laughs> so um, so I ended up going through a marketing class here in Jacksonville, Florida through the um, Jax Chamber and the Chamber of Commerce here. And, and then I hired a couple of business coaches and they all had systems. But the problem was they would work at first but then they started pulling at me because I'm like, this isn't, this isn't me. This isn't who I am. And so I started feeling that pull kind of early on. And so what you just said is very, very strong because like when I work with entrepreneurs and business owners, that's kind of what we talk about. It's like, you got to find your true self. It starts with you. It started with me. My business changed when I changed. My business changed when I learned how to heal through some of the things that I've been holding on to. Um, and was able to talk about them. Even when I published my book, I have a chapter on nutrition. I didn't share the the stuff that I went through with my mom because I hadn't really healed through that yet. Um, it was more difficult for me to talk about it back then. Um, but I will say, this is something I always share with people. The people around us are very important. I did not get here by myself. I will never say that I did. Um, I was led to the right people thank God. <laughs> like, I was led to the right people because um, I've been led to the wrong people. <laughs> so I was finally led to the right people, but I think it was because I was more open to that at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I stopped trying to force it. So that's why now I talk about unforced leadership, unforced. Um, so I have a slide on when I do that keynote and the forest is like a road. There's a road and a rock, a big, huge boulder. <laughs> and, and she's just looking at it like, now what, right? <laughs> and then the other picture is the freedom. It's like the open road and the, you know, it's a guy on a motorcycle and he's free. And so I learned over time, over a lot of years, that when we force it, right, we're getting clients that are not our people, <laughs> right? Um, we're operating out of lack instead of abundance. Um, and, and we can become miserable that way. Yeah. So instead, you know, if we just learn how to, and this is something I had to work on, be more patient, Yeah. um, understand that not everything is not instant gratification. I had to do really do the same thing in business that I was teaching my clients to do. That's where it hit me. Yeah. I was like, I'm looking for instant gratification, but I'm telling them not to. <laughs> And what I started noticing was a lot of business owners do the same thing. Yeah. Everybody wants the magic pill. We live in this pop tart world where everybody just, but I need it now. Right. Like you're miserable at work and you're not operating your purpose because you want the pop tart. You want it done. Right. So I'm grateful for the doors that have shut for me now. Now, not when I was going through it, I was not grateful. <laughs> I will say that, but I am grateful now because it's led me to where I was meant to be, you know, mm -hmm. and there's a valley that I've had to walk through and it's deep. But what I've learned is when we have other people around us that are coming, come on. Right. So I've had that. And now that's why I try to be that person for other people, because I know how good that, how much that helped me when I needed that, when I needed the people to say, Hey, I got you. Right. And I'm, I'm up here in water, right? Like I'm drowning. <laughs> like, and I got somebody that just gets me, even if they just get me right here where I can breathe, right? Like just a little bit. <laughs> and then eventually over time, that water just got a little bit lower. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, the people you surround yourself with are so important. And also like kind of going back to what we were saying before, it can help you feel not so alone on your journey and, and like just being able to get outside perspectives is so powerful because sometimes we're kind of just like in it we're we're just doing the thing. Right. And we see straight ahead, but we don't see like all this other stuff that's going on on either side. And it can be so helpful if someone just steps in and is like, Hey, did you ever think about this? Or maybe you shouldn't do it that way. And then all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, like (laughs) so crazy. And also just that feeling of, um, of community is something like, like when you think about all the things in life that are important for your health, you know, we think often of like nutrition and working out and sleep, water. These are all like really important things. But I think community is one of those foundational pieces that keep us alive and keep us healthy. And it was really fun. Um, uh, there's another girl. So I live in a very small little valley in Wyoming. There's, I don't know, maybe... I'm probably going to butcher this, but there's probably like less than 6,000 people that live in this valley. And, um, but there, we're starting to get a push from, have you heard of Jackson Hole, Wyoming? Mm-mm. So Jackson Hole is like, it's got like the Grand Tetons. It gets a lot of okay. traffic, Yellowstone, all of that. So it's too expensive to live there for most people. I lived there for like seven years and like, you're literally just putting all your money to rent. It's not fun. So you were getting this push from Jackson to everyone moving to this valley because we're the valley over. And we're like, okay, so like this valley is changing and growing and we need to make sure that there is a community here that is supportive of like like-minded women. So me and one of my friends who lives just down the road, she's a chiropractor. Um, we were like, we need to start doing something to really help foster a community of female entrepreneurs. And last night we held just a meetup and we were like, okay, like if six people show up, that's going to be so awesome. We had 40 people. Like it was crazy. I was like, who would have known that in this little tiny valley, there are this many women who want to like help each other, support each other. They want to make an impact on this community. And it was just like, it was so beautiful. And I'm like such an introvert, usually just the person that wants to be behind my computer. Yeah. But like, there's no better feeling than that, than being able to bring together like-minded women to just, right. you know, support each other and foster a cause, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm part of something like that here. Um, but then also the resource that I use to coach people and then also provide information and educate and things like that. Like we have a huge community. We have a women's community. And that's one of the things that we have in there. So now we have people nationwide, right? Like, or worldwide, there's no limit. Um, So we're just trying to kind of get that out there because it's a different resource. It's not Facebook or anything. It's not social media. Um, So it's kind of newer, but, you know, so we're trying to get that out there because that way, you know, say I don't have access to someone, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, but I can go in and, you know, post a discussion, even even anonymously and, you know, I might wake up at seven o'clock and then I have like, you know, however many responses and I'm like, oh, support. Yay. It's not just me. (laughs) (laughs) So I love that. And I'm trying to share it with everybody because I'm like, everybody needs to be a part of this. So definitely let me know if you're interested. I'll be sure I share it. Maybe your network wants to know too. Yeah. Um, Because we would love to have more groups come in and just, you know, even if it's like your local group or whatever, that way you have that ability to, you know, reach each other in the, you know, days that, that you're not in person around each other. Um, but that community, like you said, it is, it is crucial to have. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's funny you said that about introvert. 
I, I wrote an article a while back on LinkedIn and it was uh, the introverted extrovert. Because mm, what I yeah. found through all my therapy <laughs> is I was not the extrovert that everybody thought that I was. <laughs> um, and I think that that was something else that I forced. I was trying to be on like all the time mm. um, and I was exhausted. I would just get exhausted mm. and I didn't understand. Um, and so no wonder I was depressed all the time, right? Because I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here preaching on self-care and I didn't even know. Um, so one of the big things that I work with people on too is the self-awareness, right? There are some things that we don't even know where we're kind of dealing with. So now I know that like, you know, if I go speak or, you know, on here, even on a podcast or, um, or I meet somebody face to face or I'm, you know, in front of whatever that looks like. I know that before and after I need to take a break. I need to kind of just be. Um, yeah. And I didn't know that before. You know, there's there's sometimes where like once a month, I'm like, I'm going to go rent an Airbnb and just be by myself. I need that sometimes. It's nothing against my family. It's nothing against everybody around me. Um, but that's something that has really helped me tremendously. Um, so you saying about being an introvert, you know, I think sometimes we all have that ability to do that. And we sh probably should take that time to ourselves every now and then. Um, because mm -hmm. even though it's great to have a community, it can be exhausting when you're just around people 24 seven, right? <laughs> like sometimes it's like, okay, I need a break. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know at this point what energy is mine and what is everyone <laughs> else's. Like, what am I, like the emotions I'm feeling, like I'm just overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you, that is something else, what you just said is important too, because um, I always talk about like releasing other people's burdens. I, I'm an empath. Um, yes, as a health coach, there you go, as, as a coach or somebody that helps people, that can be detrimental to us, to our oh, yeah. health. So what I used to do, and maybe you can relate to this, I carried everybody else's burdens. It would, it would really hit, right? Especially if I could relate to it, especially if it was like a similar situation to something I'd been through. Um, I would carry those burdens, but not only that, but if that person wasn't ready to kind of change their journey up or, or change things about them, I would allow that to, to fester inside of me. Yeah. Um, so what I've had to learn how to do is understand that I can't help people that don't want to be helped, number one. And number two, I can be that person that they confide in, but I have to release it right after. I can't harbor it. Um it's not a hundred percent because that's a very difficult habit to break. <laughs> um, but the more we work on it, it's just, you know, the last chapter of my book is consistency. Everything is progress, not perfection, right? We're never, none of us are a hundred percent in everything. It doesn't matter who we are. Um, I don't track my foods every day, right? Like, <laughs> I just so, you know, I, but it's the consistency. It's, it's learning the habits. It's, um, you know, even in business, it's like that consistent flow, right? Um, understanding that we don't have to get it all done at one time, but if we can just, you know, there's a book, Atomic Habits. Uh, I don't know if you've read that, but it's really good where he just talks about, you know, a little bit at a time, a little yeah. bit at a time, right? Um, and then I touch on that in my book too, in the mindset chapter, because uh, there's another one called The Power of Habit. And you know, he talked about that where it was like, you know, if you just do a little bit at a time, you're building those habits and habits take time to build, especially um, there's another book that I read and, you know, he was talking about after the age of 35, we have these, it's like a computer system and 
we're trying to reprogram a computer software system that's already in place, right? The software becomes hardware. And then we're just hardwired to do the things that we've been doing. You know, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever driven anywhere. I know I have. I've driven somewhere and been like, how did I even get here? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, so we're just pre-programmed to, you know, based on our past, based on how we grew up, based on whatever we've encountered in life, we develop these programs and these programs just keep running in the background. It doesn't matter what we're involved in. So if we don't become aware of some of those things, we can never shift the program. We can never change the program. We can never, you know, put a new code in. I'm not a software person, but I have a friend who is, so I know those terms now, but we can never put a new code in, you know, we can never change the, change the wiring. Um, So that's something that we have to consider too. You know, it it takes time to do these things, but we have to understand that um, we just can't harbor everybody else's stuff. We Mm -hmm. really can't. We have our own stuff to harbor and, and work through. And so if we're harboring everybody else's, that gets really heavy. Oh yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because that was one of the main reasons why I stopped taking one-on-one nutrition clients. Cause I was just, I mean, like most people, maybe you're going to shed some new light on some nutrition facts, right? But like for the majority, most people understand what is good and what is not good for them. But when it comes down to it, it's all a lot of subconscious wiring. It's a lot of emotional things. It's probably trauma. Like it's all of these like psychological and emotional programs that are what actually need help and need rewiring. And so then people don't do what you recommend and then they don't see the results that you want. And then as that empath, you take on all that emotion because you know how bad it feels to feel bad and you know- Like you just want these people to be happy and healthy and it's like so overwhelming. And I know like I'm happy I made the pivot I did in my life, but I know that that it doesn't have to slow you down. And I also think that like one of the reasons I'm doing what I'm doing to support other practitioners and coaches is because it's so important. Like that is a very needed role in the society. So I think having tangible ways that you can work through that, because I think most healers are empaths, like that kind of just goes with the territory. So what reason we do what we do? There's always a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say to release that, like, is there tangible steps you take to kind of release those other people's emotions or is it just, yeah, I'll just let you expand on that. It needs to be a conscious decision. Um, Mm -hmm. So my journey led me uh, in 2019, I hit a very, very dark place for the first time. Uh, I guess the first time I really allowed it to happen. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it was the first time it happened, but it was the first time I allowed it to happen. Um, and out of that, I began the spiritual journey. Um, and it it allowed me to believe in something bigger than me, which I hadn't really done before. Yeah. Um, so I always tell people, it's like, I don't care. You know, like I call, I call my higher power God now, but whatever, whatever it is, we have to believe like, uh, there's a, there's a higher power out there that's leading us, right? Like there's energy, there's pools, there's, oh, um, wow. and, and I've talked to people who, I mean, I've talked to atheists, I've talked to, you know, so I never tell people what to believe, mm-hmm. but we have to believe there's something out there right? There's something higher than us. There's something above us 
Um, yeah. None of this world could have been created without something, right? Like, <laughs> I don't care who you are, what you believe. Um, so for me, that's the journey that I chose to, to, to take. Um, it allowed me to just kind of learn differently and be open to something different to open my heart up. I had a very um, hardened heart, to be mm -hmm. honest. I, I had a wall up and it was very difficult to penetrate that wall. Um, and you can't really operate like that in business. So it didn't matter how much of an empath I was. Um, what I also started realizing was I was getting triggered. You know, when people would talk about certain things, you know, there was a point where I just couldn't even finish a phone call. Yeah, well, that's a problem. So for me, it was just the, like I said, the self-awareness part. What, you know, what am I doing? What, what am I showing? Um, I also, it was my daughter and I, at the time, my husband was still active duty military. So he was, when we came back from Japan, we, uh, I was in Jacksonville, Florida, and he was in New Mexico to finish out his career. Um, so she and I lived, you know, lived by ourselves at the time. She was nine and she was very reactive and that showed me something too because as much as I was like well you can't treat me like that I'm your mom right like you can't talk to me like that like what are you even doing right well I listened to something and I don't know if it was a podcast that I listened to a lot of different things so I can't tell you exactly what it was but I know I listened to something and it was talking about um, how our actions can reflect on our children mm -hmm. And it really made me start thinking differently where it was like, you know what? I'm the common denominator. I'm the common denominator. So it's easy to like point fingers at everybody else. I talk about this in my book too, or because I had to come out of that journey, right? I actually wrote my book out, out of that journey. Um, so I, I talk about that where it's like, it's easy to blame everybody else, right? It's easy to be like, yeah, you did that, right? But at some point in our lives, we got to, gotta turn that mirror around and and so to answer your question to learn how to release it I just realized that carrying those burdens was going to be the death of me mm -hmm. and if I really want to be the person who who gets to help people and I say gets to because I mean I, I'm grateful for that who gets to help people on a regular basis I can't carry all those burdens and that's why I had to learn how to release mine so you know I talked about the EMDR a little bit going through that journey and, and, you know, whether it's a therapist or now I end up being a life coach, life coach, whether it's working with somebody that you can relate to or working with a, you know, a therapist or whatever that looks like, um, you know, if people have a lot of trauma in their past, I do say go through the EMDR because that's a trained professional that can, you know, help you get through that. Uh, I usually tell people, Hey, I can be your support system through that because I have been through it, but, um, but definitely, enable that person who's been trained for that. Um, it's that had to happen. That part had to happen for me to yeah. learn how to release my burdens and least release other people's burdens. She, she helped me tremendously with that. She's like, you can't, you can't carry everybody else's stuff. She's like, look what I do, right? Like, look what I do. You have yeah. to release it. You know, you can't, you can't harbor that, you know, cause therapists, they're pretty much impasse too. I mean, I know not all of them They're Some of them are probably just there for the paycheck. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> um, I've encountered some of those too, but, <laughs> but, you know, the ones that are there, they've been doing it. Like mine was there for 30 years. You know, she'd been doing it for 30 years. You know, mm -hmm. obviously she loves what she does. Right. Yeah. Um, so for her, it was learning from her, 
being open to learning from her. Um, and that's what I try to pay forward with people too. It's like, it, it is a process. You know, like I said, uh, there's one thing I wrote a long time ago where I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm a recovering addict. I, I'm addicted to people pleasing. <laughs> there's, there's different addictions, right? It, it doesn't, everybody thinks it's drugs and alcohol, but you know, it's, it's different addictions. Is it people pleasing? Is it self-sabotage? Is it all of it? And, and we really have to take a deep dive. And, and so to, to give a tool, um, I would say, find someone that you can relate to, find someone that, that wants to help you and take, begin taking steps towards becoming more self-aware, um, because we can't release anything until we're aware of it. Yeah. That was the, that was the true kind of change for me. It's just that self-awareness part. Yeah. I love that. And like you said, you know, taking time to like in between like working with people and stuff like that to just be with yourself and like like it's so silly but I find like just being by myself and I like to put like one hand on my chest and one hand kind of like on my tummy and just like kind of breathe and be like okay like these emotions I'm feeling like where are they coming from and like why because so often I think we feel things but we're kind of disconnected from them where we don't actually know why we're feeling them and it can be like it can just cause turmoil inside because you're just like ah like yes. I, it's not good but I don't know why yeah so. and it's okay I mean it you know it's I think it's okay now because I still I still get like that every now and then right and but you do have to take that time like you said like you know there's times where I have to yeah, I live pretty close to the beach and that was always my place. Um, my therapist asked me, she was like, where was your place of peace when you were younger? Well, mm-hmm. it was chaos in my household, right? So I lived right there. So I always went to the beach and just sat. And she was like, go back to that. You live yeah. right here now, right? Like you're not away from the beach like you were in the military or whatever, but you're here now, you're back. So when you start feeling those feelings, just go back to that. And maybe you just need to take a couple deep breaths. And so there are times, uh, and if I can't make it to the beach and I just go outside or I, like you said, I just sit there for a second, you know, but we have to do those things mm-hmm. because I didn't used to, I used to just be like, go, go, go. Right. Like that's how we just, we're, we operate. We're just operators. We're like, just like I said, those systems, right. It's like, that's just, that's the programming. It's like, we don't stop. We're unstoppable. Right. <laughs> but sometimes we have to kind of come back and and just take that time. So um, now in my life, like there was a time where I would wake up and go straight to the gym. I didn't give myself time to like, you know, get myself together, right? Because I was just used to operating. Um, but now I wake up early in the morning. It's quiet. Nobody's up. <laughs> I wake up early in the morning and I take that time for myself. And, and you know, and it looks different for everybody. Mindfulness, I was on another podcast and we were talking about mindfulness. It looks different for everybody. Um, for me, sitting still was difficult mm-hmm. sitting still for one minute. So that's where I started. So when I talk about like those small little habits, right? I, I set a timer for one minute <laughs> when I first started, <laughs> it's like, if I can sit still for one minute, <laughs> right? Like, let me just see. Uh, so that's where I started, but I started a couple of years ago, you know? And so here I am now I can, and I don't always just sit still. Like sometimes I'm a writer. So sometimes I'll write. You know, I'll write to my higher power. Like I'll have conversations with myself. People are probably like, you're crazy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like if you want to call that crazy, but it's healing for me. So yeah. yeah right. <laughs> um, so it's, it really is just, uh, I always tell people just embrace the journey and everybody's journey looks different. Um, I do give people tools 
but they have to learn how to use them in their own life. You know, just yeah. like you do. It's like, we can give them all the tools in the toolbox that we have, mm-hmm. but how they implement them is ultimately up to them. And, you know, like we were talking about having, you know, our people and maybe not our people, right? Yeah. When we're people who want to help other people, it's difficult to say, you know what? I got to let you, you got to do you for a little while. I'll be here when you're ready. Mm-hmm. You got to do you for a little while, right? But I've really had to do that with people, you know, and and I have to be okay with that. And I have to know that some of them are going to come back and some of them aren't. And that's okay yeah. too. Um, Because it's also allowed me to value myself more and, and be like, you know what? This is what I was like, we were talking about settling, right? This is what I was settling for because this is all I knew. Well, now I'm around people that are like, you know, doing a whole lot better in life and, and, you know, like they value themselves. And I'm like, Ooh, I should do that too. Right. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like you're, you're really, um, a lot more fulfilled than I, than I was. Right. Um, so I learn. I always, you know, talk about, and this is a common thing I've heard a lot where it's like, if you're the smartest person in the room, you should probably leave the room. Right. Um, there are times where, I might be the subject matter expert, right? Like you're the subject matter expert in nutrition. I'm, you know, there's times when, when we are the subject matter expert, but I also choose to surround myself. Like when I coach other coaches, I always tell them like, when you go network, go network with people that aren't personal trainers, go network with people that aren't nutrition coaches, right? Because number one, you're more valuable at that point because you're doing yeah. something they're not, but they're <laughs> more valuable because they know things that you don't. Exactly. My greatest connections have come out of that. You know, the, the greatest people in my life right now have come out of me just taking a risk, taking a step out and being like, oh, you know, leaving what I was comfortable with, right? Like I'm comfortable with all the gym people, right? <laughs> all the people that, you know, I'm comfortable with those people, but leaving that and understanding that like, yeah, but that's not really my target market. They're already in there, right? Now I can help the personal trainers now because I'm doing online coaching and a lot of them want to leverage their time. Great. So I can help with that now. But at that time it was like, okay, well, I'm in a room full of people that, I mean, we might have great conversations, but what's really going to come out of this, you know? Yeah. So I've had to really just learn how to, um, yeah, people joke around, they say, your tagline should be welcome to the uncomfort zone <laughs> because uh, yeah, I, we don't grow if we just stay comfortable, you know? So we just yeah. have to keep, keep going into rooms that we never thought we'd go into. Right. We have to be around people that we never thought we could be around. You know, my best friend is a multimillionaire. You couldn't have told me that five years ago. Right. Like, but she's mm-hmm. so humble. I wouldn't have known that, you know, that's not mm-hmm. how we started. <laughs> like, but she knows financial stuff. And I'm like, well, I need to hang out with you because you got it. Like you're trying, you're doing what I need to be doing. Right. So you find those people that you're meant to be around. Right. Like we were talking about the right people. Um, so instead of, I actually just posted a blog uh, yesterday and, and I was talking about, you know, valuing ourselves and, and learning the type of people that we desire to be around, mm-hmm. you know, because we can't just accept everything. Yeah. Um, but when we come from, you know, depending on our background, if you come from a scarcity kind of situation, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to, to think abundantly. 
yeah. I have a couple of mentors that'll tell you it took a couple of years. <laughs> like they were like, all right. And, and so now I know how long it took me. So I try to just be patient with people. Um, but I, you know, I have to work with people that are also going to be patient with themselves because I had to learn how to be patient with myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think so often we like, especially depending like the people we're surrounded with and the backgrounds we come from, we so often think we could never imagine six figures or could never imagine have being able to work like, like have a full-time business that runs, but you don't work full-time kind of thing. Like, right. <laughs> beautiful things in life somehow you limit yourself from it like I can't have that because like all the people around me work nine to fives and barely get by and and but then you like look at the people who do have that and you're like well if they can have it why can I have it you know seriously like why why could I not have this like everyone in this world could have it well I mean obviously there are some situations that would hold you back but probably everyone in the U.S. could have that but it's going to be hard and it's going to be scary and it's going to be your mindset because the reason why everyone doesn't have it is because they limit themselves from it. They tell themselves they can't do it and they just need to follow the traditional way of doing things. And, and I've had to even had that conversation with myself because I, it's like, sometimes it comes down to like how worthy you feel and how much you value yourself of like, well, I don't deserve this. And it's like, well, why not? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. Why not me? I had a, I have a good friend and, um, we, we see each other every day. So, you know, your gym, I have a gym family now. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, it's really like three people, but we kind of keep each other afloat. Right. Mm-hmm. And he, he always says that he's like, why not you? Right. Like, and, and I have another shirt. This is perfectly imperfect. Like we're all imperfect and we're supposed to be imperfect because that's why when, especially you were talking about the community, right? Like that's how we bounce things off of each other. That's how we grow each other. That's how we level up together, you know? Yeah. And and I always tell people, I'm like, Hey, I want you to come with me now, whether or not you want to, I can't force that part. Right. But mm-hmm. I want you with me because the people that I'm around wanted me with them when yeah. I thought I didn't deserve it. When I thought I couldn't do better, you know, they, they didn't give up on me. So I don't want to give up on you, but if you give up on you, I can't help you after that. Right. Like, all right, hit me up later. <laughs> I got to, I got to keep going with these people. I always say I'm running with the runners though. We got to, we got to keep running. <laughs> I can't, yeah. I can't go back anymore um, because that's another thing I allowed. I allowed, you know, the scarcity mindset of others to cause me to have a more scarcity mindset again, because that yeah. was my default, right? That's your default. Mm-hmm. So if that's your default, you have to get around people who don't think that way. Because yeah. as soon as you get around the default people, right, you're going to default right back to that. Mm-hmm. It's just like an addict, right? Uh, I mean, I, I saw talk about the people pleaser addiction, but, um, you know, drugs and alcoholic, I grew up with an alcoholic, right? If, if she went to the bar, you can't be around the same people. Yeah. Right. You can't, if you're trying to grow and do better, you cannot be around the same people. Yeah, you know? no. and, and that's why a lot of addicts fall right back into, you know, what they were doing before, you know, drugs is the same, right. Or anything really, you know, you just fall right back into it if you're not being careful. And so that's the, that's what I tell people. I'm like, Hey, you know, I want you in my network if you want to be there, but it's up to you to want to be there because yeah. if you're going to pull me back. I can't do that anymore. I just can't. It's a boundary now. 
So, so placing those healthy boundaries and that's something else I had to work through. Um, the EMDR really changed my life. <laughs> I will say that uh, because as hard as it was, I mean, it was, it was rough. I'm not going to lie. I and mean, there was times after the sessions where I couldn't even go home. You know, like I, I was just like, I can't even be around anybody right now. Like I, I'm going to look like I'm crazy. Right. <laughs> I can't even go home, but it changed my life because I learned healthy boundaries. I learned, um, that I needed to be able to allow myself to feel like I deserved abundance, you know, instead of lack. That's mm -hmm. where I came from. I don't want that anymore. And I know mentally where that got me, you know? And, and so, yeah, I had, I had a conversation one time I went and spoke up in North Carolina and I had just had my wrist surgery. I had a wrist surgery back in January. And I said, you know, these are the scars that you can see. I've had nine surgeries. I have a bunch of scars, right? Like these are the scars you can see. They're physical, right? These are the scars you can't see. These are the ones that matter. Yeah. These heal. These only heal if we become aware of them. If we work through them, right? Like I can go to physical therapy. I went to physical therapy for my wrist, but that was like a few months. Right. Some of these things, I, like I said, my therapist, she told me, she's like, you're going to be dealing with this for the rest of your life, but it's going to be freeing. Like she even put that positive spin on it. It's going to be freeing because <laughs> thank you. <laughs> like, right. Like gloom and gloom with the positive with spin. <laughs> <laughs> but she was real with me. And so that's, I, I love that about her because she, she didn't sugarcoat anything. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, um, we talk about nutrition. Like I can't, I don't do new meal plans. I won't do meal plans because um, and I don't ever go against anybody that's doing that, but for me, I just, I feel like I'm like, you know, if I'm just teaching you how to follow something, right. Is that really consistent? Is that really sustainable for the rest of your life? So for her, she, you know, it was the same thing. It was like, Hey, there's no real system for this. It's the same thing. She gave me tools and I mm -hmm. had to learn how to use them in my own life. So that's what I, I do with other people is like, Hey, you know, I can, I can give you all this information that I've learned, or you can get it. I mean, I have a ton of free information out there, you know, but you have to learn, you got to get this under control. You got to believe it's possible. You got to believe that you can, um, you know, track your foods. You got to believe that you can walk inside of the gym and do it. You know, you got to believe that you can be grateful for the things that even though it might look like your life is falling apart on the outside to find that one little thing that is keeping you afloat yeah. to believe in that. You know, I have uh, one of my friends, she asked me the other day, she said, if I had any advice for entrepreneurs, uh, what would it be? And I said, believe in it, believe in it, believe for it. Maybe it's not right in front of your face right now, <laughs> but believe it's possible. Like, I do vision boards every year, you know, oh. and the first, the first one I, the first time I did it, I was like, I didn't even, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't there yet mentally to where I could really believe for it now, but I was around people that really did. So that, yeah. you know, that kind of hyped me up a little bit and I had my daughter with me. So of course that's motivation, right? Like I don't ever, I don't ever want to put that on her where it's like scarcity in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but looking back now, I didn't really believe for it. So I, I put all this stuff on the board and yeah, it looks great, but I didn't really believe for it. But so now when I do them, I'm very, I'm very intentional, very mm -hmm. intentional. Um, because now I know I'm like, well, I have to believe in this. 
I have to believe. And then it might be a few years from now, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't ever try to figure that part out, but mm-hmm. I have to believe for it. I have to say, you know what? That is possible. And like you said, why not me? Why not yeah. me? You know, the more stuff we go through, why not me? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's that's exactly it. I, just by cutting yourself out of the equation, you've already determined that your your value is less than someone else's. And it's just not the case. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And I love the vision board idea. I feel like I feel like, um, cause I was going to say like putting it into something physical that you can kind of like help your subconscious see, like even saying it every day, you know, like, like, I don't know, whatever your goal is, like, I'm going to hit this or I am this. And then just telling yourself that. Mm-hmm. So one day you believe it. And so then you can do it because that's really all it is. It's just like yeah. a belief system, you know, yeah. whether you can or you won't. And yeah. yeah, I, I think like just pushing to goals that feel scary, but still tangible, you know, cause you've got to have that. It's got to be scary and you've got to reach, you've got to grow, but yeah. like also being like, okay, well it's, it's like, it's enough there, but it's possible. You know, like I could see me hitting this, but at the same time, like I'm gonna have to push myself. I'm gonna have to put a little yeah. fire under my ass. I'm gonna have to get a little scared, but like yeah. I can get there. Some. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, just what you said. I mean, it's, nothing would have changed in my life had it not been for taking risks and you know being scared and you couldn't have told me five years ago that I'd be able to stand in front of a lot of people and speak (laughs) like I was always that behind the scenes person like I don't want to do public speaking right I was a writer like I'd rather write I'd rather write and just put it out there and let you read it right (laughs) but I had um I ended up meeting this guy, uh, we called him Coach Shep, and he used to actually be the coach for the New York Mets, but he was down here in Jacksonville, Florida. So we we developed kind of a, a relationship mentorship. He was mentoring me a little bit because um, he saw something in me that I did, right? <laughs> like, And you always want those kind of people too, right? <laughs> like the ones that see something in you that you don't, because then they can be like, you can do this, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but anyway, we were having a conversation. He's an older man. And and he said, he said, what's the difference? And he spoke all over the world, right? Like he's been speaking for however many years. Um, amazing mentor. But he said, what's the difference in speaking to one person and 10,000? And I said, 10,000. <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> that's an easy question, right? Like, that's an easy answer. He said, no. He said, what you need to do? He said, you have conversations. I hear you all the time. Because we were in the same, uh, he was renting out space in this uh, fitness center that I was in at the time. And, and he was like, I hear you have conversations all the time. He was like, what you need to do is remove yourself from the equation and stop focusing on you. Mm. And I was like, nobody ever told me that before. <laughs> like, ouch. <laughs> and I didn't really know how to take that <laughs> at first. But when I go to speak now, that's exactly, I, I say those words to myself, remove yourself from the equation. It's not about me. It's about how many people do I want to help? How many people, if I can get, if I can get in front of 10,000, hopefully I can help a hundred, right? It's that 10% rule. Like, hopefully I can help more if I can get in front of more. So that's what I really focus on. That's why most of my stuff now is like group centered. Um, Now I do take one-on-one clients, but I value myself a lot more now. And, and I don't just do nutrition and I don't just do, you know, exercise. It's like, either you want my whole entire system or you don't want any of it because I can refer you to somebody else, right? Like, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> um, so I've really just had, I've had to come to that and and be okay with it. And um, 
it's it's valuable to be able to value ourselves it really is um yeah and I think we all go through it you know I, most of us especially starting out it's like well they only charge this so maybe I should only do this you know and and then over time it's like okay but yeah especially with what you know being in the health and wellness right it's like we're changing people's lives you're mm -hmm. saving them hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical bills right like yeah. I had a, a business coach and she said she said Jody what you know if you had to put a number on uh, how much it cost you for your education for your time that it took you to get all these certifications and all these other things right and I had to sit on that for like a week because I really hadn't thought of it I really mm -hmm. had not thought of it and when I came back you know the, now the military paid for some of it you know I was in the military but I came back and I was like, wow, if I could put it together, I mean, that's like $150,000 easy. And then on, and that's not even including the time. Yeah. So she was like, yeah. So see what you're charging other people. No wonder you're broke. <laughs> and then she, she made me aware of the fact, and this was, I think this is where it really hit me. And I actually talk about this when I'm mentoring other entrepreneurs. It's like, if your people are buying houses and cars and, and their lives are flourishing while you're, you know, I was living off of credit cards that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's a problem. You know, so it's, it's really just about, you know, being willing to say, you know what, <sighs> I need to change some stuff. Mm -hmm. And then being, like I said, being around people that allow for that, you know, they're thinking abundantly, they value themselves. They're like, okay, well, you're charging that. Why am I not charging that again? <laughs> you know <laughs> goes directly back to that value like you know your worth and your self-love I mean that's what the pricing will come down to and that's something I've been going through with myself and like when I came to that realization of like oh you don't charge enough because you don't love yourself I was like fooled out like crying like <laughs> like that that's... part that <laughs> part when that think, oof, yeah that gets real it gets mm -hmm. real. I've had people break down on these kind of calls, right? Like we'll have, I do zoom calls all the time. Um, yeah. you know, I have people wherever, um, I've had people break down and, and I've broken down though. I've been the one on the other side of the call. Yeah. I was the one who broke down that realizing that it's because you don't love yourself. It's a tough, ouch, <laughs> ouch, yeah. right. But how many of us operate like that? Mm-hmm. I would say most so the of the fact that we can say that, you know, like I, I love now that I can say I didn't love myself mm -hmm. for most of my life. Yeah. Because people need to hear that, you know, and, and we can cry it out and I'll hug them, you know, like I, <laughs> I've had, it's funny. I, I always say I am the church. Like I'll go to the gym. Uh, I had, I've had a couple of personal trainers cry on my shoulder in the locker room. Oh, you don't know what people are going through, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and and you know, people look at the personal trainer and think they got it all together, right? But no, we're people too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's just about sharing. Yeah, it's like we have to share these things. We have to be authentic. We have to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't realize that that my story could impact so many people. I didn't, you know, there was a time where I shared on Instagram, I'll never forget this. It was when I first started EMDR 
And, and I didn't know what I was sharing because I was a mess. <laughs> I was like, why am I getting on a live video right now? Like I have no <laughs> business doing this. Right. But I just, there was an urge to do it. And, and I've learned now in my life to not fight those urges so much because I used to, um, yeah. because what came out of that was I actually got a message from a woman and it was a private message, obviously, but she said, she said, Hey, I just want you to know, I appreciate you sharing your story today. She said, I was on the verge of committing suicide. Um, I wanted to end my life and you gave me hope. And I get chills every time I talk about that because I needed to see that message. Mm-hmm. Because after that, it was like game on. I'm sharing everything, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, like, <laughs> right? And, but not oversharing because then I found out, you know, they don't have to hire you after that. So <laughs> you gotta be careful. Don't overshare. <laughs> But, but no, but just, you know, being that person, I mean, I, I think I posted a video last week where it was like my daughter, I'm, I'm learning that, you know, my teenage daughter, she doesn't need mommy like she used to, right? Like, and, oh. and that, that's hard, but there's so many other moms that are going through that too, or they're ahead yeah. of me and they can come back and be like, Hey, this is what I did. You live your life, right? Like she's going to be okay. Be there to mentor her, be there to support her or whatever, but, but don't let that part get to you. She's going to come back around, you know, and yeah we just have to yeah, share get to like then they get older like around my age where I'm like mom pay attention to me and my mom's <laughs> like off to thing. and I'm like I'm supposed to be your number one like what? <laughs> <laughs> well and I'll tell you um the reality check for me um so my mom passed away three months before our daughter was born so <laughs> um you know I didn't have her when you know when I had our daughter and stuff like that and it's been almost it's been 14 years now but um that was a reality check for me because I wasn't really taking care of myself I was yeah I was working full-time I was in the military right so I would work night shift I was working on the flight line at the time I worked on airplanes um so I would work night shift I'd get off work drive two hours take care of my mom take a nap at the rest stop on the way back and drive back home, take another nap, maybe if I could. Um, but I was also in school, so I was taking classes. So I'm getting my homework done, and and then oh. I go to work, right? And that was so when we talk about operating, that's all I was doing: operating, mm-hmm. operating, operating. Um, I would crash every now and then, right? Like <laughs> there'd be those days where I, you know, I'd sleep like ten hours. And like, dang, where'd that come from? Um, yeah. But you know, that was definitely a huge reality check. And so I always tell people, I'm like, look. I know that, you know, drinking a gallon of water or eating better or exercising, I know that that's not going to combat everything. I know some of the healthiest people, I have an aunt that she was one of the healthiest people I knew and she ended up with Alzheimer's. I am aware that I am not going to be able to combat everything in life, but I'm going to do everything in my power to try to be here as long as possible for my kid, Yeah, you know? And, and I think that's where, like, I have a worksheet that I have people fill out when they contact me for coaching. And if they don't want to fill out that worksheet, I know they're not my people. So that's the first step because it gets real and I need to know where you're at, you know? And one of the questions on there is what's your why? Why now? Because if that why is not big enough, you're not going to last. And I know that my why had to be so much bigger than me. And so that's why I tell people, especially entrepreneurs, I'm like, you got to find a why that is bigger than you because you'll give up on yourself. Mm-hmm. We'll let ourselves down 98% of the time. Yeah, we'll, we'll show up for everybody else around us. 
yeah. we keep commitments to everybody else right like oh <laughs> they I told them I'd be there at two o'clock I gotta be there at two o'clock but if I say I gotta be somewhere at two o'clock for me I can let myself down because no I'm not accountable to anybody right yeah so our why has to be bigger because we're not gonna have somebody to be accountable for all the time right like people are gonna let us down and that's okay they're going through stuff too Right. Yeah. So we have to be able to, you know, because I hear this all the time, especially in the gym, like, well, my friend didn't come. So I didn't come. I'm like, you're so you're hurting yourself because your friend didn't come. <laughs> <laughs> if I relied on somebody to get me to the gym at this point, I would never go. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> so, so that's why I'm just like, you've got to find that thing. And, and I don't know what that is for people. You know, I can't find that for them. But in order for us to start the coaching, they got to have, they got to have it. And it's got to be big because that's what we're going to default to. And I say we, because I always tell them like, Hey, I'm locking arms with you at that point. Right? Like that's what we're going to default to. When you start giving me excuses, when you start telling me, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, what was your why again? Yeah. What, what was that again? What do, what did we start this for? And when they go back to that, and that, I mean, I, like I said, I had mentors, I have mentors, mentors need mentors. I don't care who you are. Right? Like I have mentors that do that for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Jody, don't give up. What, what are you doing this for again? Oh, because I can't show my daughter that giving up is an option. Shifting is good. Yes. We all have to shift and we should shift. Right. Yeah. Giving up, giving up is not an option. Quitting is not an option. Right. I can't show her that. So that's my why I always go back to that. You know, because yes, entrepreneurship is hard. hard. Life is hard. <laughs> right? <Yeah>. Like <laughs> it, but it doesn't have to be as hard as we allow it to be. Mm-hmm. So we just have to find, I have a good friend. She said this the other day. She said, harmony. It's not about balance. We're not going to be able to balance our lives out. And I always tell people plan with flexibility that we have mm-hmm. to plan things out. We have to be intentional, but plan with flexibility. Things will come up. And, and you just have to learn how to shift around them. But she said harmony. She said, it's not about work-life balance. It's about finding harmony in life. Oh, I, love that. Like, I don't take days off. I take time off. All right. Because I have to find that harmony. Mm-hmm. And I still have things that I have to do. You know, when you're a business owner, I mean, once you start recruiting other people, that's great. But <laughs> you're pretty much it, right? It's like, and that's why now I'm like, I got to pay this forward because I want, I got to keep this train going even when I'm, I got to go. Right. Yeah. So that's the thing now. But when we first start out, usually it's just us. Right. So yeah. we're everything. We're HR, we're whatever, we're marketing, we're, we're every single department <laughs> that you could think of. <laughs> and it can get overwhelming. It can you know? quickly. Yeah. yeah. It can get overwhelming. And so like with entrepreneurship, I tell people like, Hey, don't make the same mistake. I did. <laughs> right? I had a hundred things on my list and thought that I was going to get that done in a day on top of my life. Right. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, what are the three top priorities for today? Mm-hmm. Right? Like I'm on a podcast today. So that's one, that's one, that's it. Right. So now I got two more. <laughs> like, and as long as, as long as I can, you know, check those off. Great. Right. You know, and, and it, you know, I had one, one of my clients, she, she had that, she had that long to-do list. And I said, cool. I said, I want you to t- circle the top five things that you want to do this week. 
because she was active duty military. She's a mom. She's, Mm -hmm. you know, starting a business. She wanted to start a business. So I said, okay, all of those. I said, great. Post that on your wall. (laughs) Keep it there. (laughs) Right. Don't get rid of it. Keep it there. But every week only circle five things off of it. Mm -hmm. If you get those five things. Now, if you get six done, woo, celebration. Right. But even if you get those five done, great. Yeah. You know, if you get Steps 10 closer. done, now you feel really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like, so it's really just about, um, you know, adapting and overcoming. Yeah. Yeah. That long to do list can be, it can just like that. You're like, oh, now I'm frozen because I don't know where to start. <laughs> just... Analysis paralysis. I said that yesterday. I was with yeah. uh, this one lady and, and we were talking about that similarly. Right. And, and oh, that's so funny. I, I wish sometimes to... I just, I wish I could record every conversation. I'm like, I just need somebody to follow me around. I have great conversations all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> just follow me around and record some of them. Right. <laughs> like, but, but that's what I said, because we were talking about the same thing, how if it's too much, it can get overwhelming. Right. <laughs> And, and I said, I was like analysis paralysis, you know, it's like, it's so hard. I don't know. You're because then you're like, okay, I need to get all these things done, but then you stare at it and then you're frozen and you don't know what to do. And that, yeah, I've felt that way too many times. I'm at the point right now where I'm like, okay, I have to bring someone else onto my team or else I can never get everything done that I need to. But then like with that comes a whole other list of to do's and responsibilities. Yeah. And you're like, Oh my goodness. Like yeah. <laughs> it's just the way of entrepreneurship, but it's yeah. fun because you're constantly adapting and learning something new. And, yeah. and one of my favorite things about being an entrepreneur is that it's constantly pushing you, you know, you're, you cannot stay stagnant. You're always going to be growing. Yes. You should be. You should. Be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been so awesome. I'm so glad that you came on. And well, thank, thank you for you having much me for sharing all these amazing conversations on here. I would love if you would just share with the audience, um, like a little bit about your book where they can find that. And then like more about you, if anyone wants to work with you or collaborate with you in any way. Yeah. Um, everything just go jodywatkins.com. That's my website. Um, I have a link tree. So if anybody's familiar with that, it's just link tree slash Jody Watkins. Um, I did find out you can Google my name and find out just about anything you need to know, um, <laughs> which is good. There are a couple other Jody Watkins though, so make sure it's me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the, my website, uh, if people want a signed copy, they uh, have a store on my on jodywatkins.com that they can go and they can purchase it off of there. And then I'll get that notification. Um, oh, awesome. And then I'll send it, you know, usually I'll put a couple of personal gifts in there or whatever, a little bit of extra um, so I have that on there and then uh, Amazon or any other book platform, if they want to just get a copy, if they want a hard copy, so I'll have is paperbacks on me. Um, cool. Yeah. So no, that's where they can get the book. Some information, the show, show notes about your online community that you were talking about as well. I think. That, yeah. That would... Like I said, everything, if they go to jodywatkins.com, uh, all the links are right there. Uh, I do oh. have that online community, but it's part of a collaborative platform. So like I said, like the women's communities on there, we have a small business builders community. We have a health and wellness community where we're looking for other coaches um, to come in there. And that's where I'm mentoring other coaches as well with the person that I'm partnering with on that. Um, And so we have like all these different communities all in one place. And so now we're just looking for um, great people who want to be a part of it. Um, And that's my community. They've become my family. Um, we have kind of a round table where there's, you know, some of us community leaders that we kind of get together and we have calls every Monday where we do networking and we invite whoever on, um, each community has their own calls as well. 
Um, so I just, I just tell people like, you know, if you do navigate to the platform, you're going to go to my community, but go explore, go explore all the other ones, um, see where you fit in. You know, if you're an entrepreneur, I am one of the co-leaders for the small business builders community as well. Um, and then of course we have that women's community too, that we're trying to build out. So, um, you know, we, we're always looking for community leaders, people that kind of want to step up and, and do more stuff or people that just want to grow a, either a support group, or maybe they want to you know, have a course, like I have my courses, I have all, everything's all in one spot, which has helped me tremendously. Um, yeah. But like I said, if they navigate to my website, um, all my social media is on there as well. And then, like I said, on my link tree also, they can find anything. I have my podcast on there as well. So yeah. Awesome. I try to well, keep it easy for our people. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> always nice to have everything in one spot. <laughs> yes. And when you're an entrepreneur, you're doing 50 million different things, right? So I just, I, the hardest part for me is like making sure I simplify it. <laughs> like oh, so yeah, people don't get sure. confused. Uh, yeah. So I have a couple of link trees that lead to other link trees, but hey, bear with me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Making things work. <laughs> Do what you got to do. Yeah. But I, I definitely invite everyone. I hope you and maybe your listeners want to come into that um, community yeah. and be part of a supportive network. Um, Cause like you said, we all need that community. And when you said that, I was just like, yeah, that's, that's what I, I'm a part of. And it's, it's changed my life. You know, yeah. I was ready. I was ready to throw in the towel. I'm not going to lie. I, I came across that in 2020 and I had just published my book and I had all these like book signing events that were supposed to happen and COVID oh, started and it was just, oh. everything went away. So I was really at that place where I was just like, now what? Yeah. I, I, I got invited to, um, you know, what I call my family now and the founder of the, the resource, he's a retired Marine and he's also a counselor and we just so much alignment. And so he's been one of my main mentors. So I just, I tell everybody, I'm like, Hey, these people are my people and I invite you to meet them too. Cause they're awesome people. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love that. I think that's a great that you're putting that together and helping to build that community. So yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, like I said, I just go to my website. I love for, you know, anybody, if they need anything or, um, and I refer people as well, you know, if I'm not your person, then usually I have a pretty pretty well connected. So I'll, you know, I'll refer people to other people too. Um, I I'm aware that I'm not for everybody, which is like <laughs> my shirt says, right. Um, again, it's that self-awareness, right? Like I, I'm not for everybody. Yeah. You're <laughs> but, like, I know. You know, like I love having other people, you know, like, you know, if you were there, you know, if anybody else is there, it's like, Oh, you know, maybe, or maybe I don't have the capacity to work with somebody and, and I can be like, Hey, go check, you know, go check her out and see, you know, see if there's alignment there or whatever. So yeah, so being able to refer people out, I think is huge too. And just having that, that confidence and valuing yourself enough right, yeah. to be able to say, oh, it's okay. Like I, I'm not able to do it right now, but Hey, let me, let me invite you to go meet this other person. And they're awesome too. You know, if yeah, I don't, they're, they're great too. So. Yeah. I love that collaboration support. All of those things are so needed. So we live in a world of abundance. We just have to be willing to accept it. Yes, exactly. Believe for it. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Definitely. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome.